Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. And Chad, how are you feeling after the Chad Jarvis derby today? Well, I mean, the Chad Jarvis derby finished 2-1, and and I think, I mean, it's a fair result. I said it in the the preview pod, I thought 2-1. I mean, Sunland put up a great fight. I mean, yeah, everything changed after the the red card, and they still were in the game when they got the the goal from Gooch. And you know, I mean, they they kind of brought the fight to us even down to ten men, which I was very surprised. I thought they were just gonna kind of like roll over. And when we got the second goal, and made it two nil. I was like, ooh man, this could get out of hand. But they clawed one back, and you know. I mean, hats off to them. That's, I mean, that grit and determination is definitely going to keep them in this league, and they're probably going to finish. I don't know. I'd say mid table. I'd probably where we had them pegged in our preseason, eleventh, twelfth, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I said maybe as high as tenth. But they keep playing like they did today, and I, I think they'll a they'll stay up easily, like piss easy, mm-hmm. and b they'll finish you know, decently enough to where they can make a, a, maybe a good push come next year for even a promotion push. So fair play to them. I quite like Sunderland as well. I've never really had a problem with any of their fans, present company included, and they travel really well. They sing their hearts out for 90. So what, what, what else can you say? Fair, fair play to Sunderland. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't want to jerk them off too much though. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll just keep it at that. That's it. That's all I ask. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I'm on a Blades pod for a reason. I mean, I I love the Blades, but you know, one A, one B, and I mean, it's they're in two different you know realms right now. Sunland's just coming up out of League One, just trying to establish themselves, and they don't want to fall back into that pit of League One, and we're on that precipice of you know, promotion race, you know, playoffs, trying to get promoted to the Prem. So, I mean, it's it's two different deals, and I'm glad it's out of the way and we don't have to face them for a while to see where the two teams, you know, kind of level out. But, you know, I, I'm happy to where, where the course of both of my t- squads are at the current moment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely good overall game. I mean, Ahmed Hodzic, what, can, what else can you say that hasn't already been said about Anel Ahmed Hodzic? He's far and away our best defender. He contributes so much going forward. Got the goal, got the assist, the primary assist on the second goal. And, I mean, this guy, uh, he looks like a well-experienced player. The guy, the guy's 21, right? Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that we might have got the steal of the, the transfer window? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. This is he, He's starting to look like almost like a, a law firm of last year, like how he's able to control, like he's so confident going forward. And then he's not afraid to like defend his ass off in the box, defending a corner or whatnot. So he's like, he's, he's doing it on both ends of the, the pitch. And he, he's, he, it's like, it's, it's second nature to him. I think this is a guy that's probably a class above his league. Yeah. Of this league. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. I, I was saying to you 
before you know the podcast started i'm even worried about somebody coming in with a cheeky bid for like 30 million quid for him you know before the end of the transfer window a top six club looking to shore up their defense maybe you know i man united certainly uh haven't been great at the back so i but i don't think i don't think it'll happen i think you know he wants to prove himself at this level Maybe in a couple of years, he does end up making that step. And hopefully by that time, we can demand a King's ransom for him. Yeah. I mean, I'd be inclined to agree with you because, you know, if he keeps going like this and our key in, you know, results go our way and touch wood, we get promoted and, and we're in the prem. I mean, there's his goal. I mean, the only thing he can do is go up further up the food chain, obviously to, like you said, a, a big six team. But I mean, Whew, we got a hell of a player on our hands, and I didn't think he was going to be. I didn't think he was going to be this quick to adapt into this league. But he looks like he's been playing here for like years and years. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. I, I he, you hit the nail right on the head, Chad. He looks like he's been a with the team for ages, mm-hmm. and b he looks like he's been playing championship football for five years already. And he's yeah. 21. He's 20. Like, let's not forget. I mean, the kid's just legal to, to drink in the United States, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, let's jump right into our review here. And Sunderland got off to a great start, didn't they? On the front foot. Um, I thought we turtled a bit and, like, let them in quite a bit with like within that first 15 minutes and the very first chance of the game came to Sunderland at the two minute mark Elliot Embleton passed the Lyndon Gooch on the right hand side from a Sunderland perspective uh, he took a shot that was a good 30 yards out and it was saved easily enough by West but he actually did drop the ball I don't know if it was intentional or not but he was like backing up and uh, I thought it was a good test you know from Lyndon Gooch there yeah he kind of felt like we, I don't know, I, I, I kind of picked this up in the Borough game. It kind of feels like Wes is a bit shaky in goal right now. Like, it doesn't feel like he's been, the you know, the stalwart and, you know, rock solid in between the pipes. It kind of comes off like he's, I don't know, not sure of himself. And I don't know why that would be. But I just get that feeling every, it just not, not, the beginning of the season, but the last two games, it's just been a little weird. Because I think, he, yeah, because he gave the ball away at Burrow, too. He passed it out of the back and passed it right to Burrow, yeah. or one of their attackers, and they they had a shot on goal. But, yeah, I just didn't feel like he was in this game either. I felt like nervy. Yeah, maybe he was a little bit nervy, but, I look, he didn't I, – I don't think any, the goal was his fault, and no. I don't think he really put a foot or a hand – wrong otherwise but yeah maybe he, i mean maybe that's just us reading way way too much into it yeah but i look i i'm i will always rate wes i mean for what he did for us last season i have to tell you i i mean i'll always rate him yeah and you never know it seems like we're gonna have a pipeline to england number ones now because i believe one aaron ramsdale is gonna unseat jordan pickford interesting yeah. yeah, that that is an interesting take. We'll see what happens here. Fifth minute, there is like almost a defensive breakdown at the back as Sims put in a good ball that just misses Ross Stewart, and otherwise he would have been in on West there. Yeah, I thought that was a sure fire chance for them because 
that ball was mere inches away from finding Ross Stewart's toe, and he has an eye for goal. But, I mean, that is a link-up duo right there. That is a good twosome up front. Sims and and Stewart, they are going to score bundles of goals in this league. And, I mean, mere inches from probably having another attempt on our goal. And and to United's credit, I mean, we really shut them down all mm-hmm. game. I don't think either of them really had a good chance. I think Ross Stewart maybe had one half-hearted attempt on net, but I, I don't think that, yeah, we really did shut them down in this game. Yeah, we, we to be fair, we, we shut Sunland's big, you know, like engines and machines and, and the guys that go out there and, you know, dirty up the the pitch and you know dirty up the game and you know get the gritty dirty goals yeah we shut them down we we took all their big playmakers kind of out of it yeah yeah i definitely agree with that and i mean clark jack clark he he wasn't effective in this game either no no he i mean he had a couple of runs marauding runs but other than that he was i think he had a he had a couple good crosses in the box but other than that yeah he was pretty he was pretty quiet. Yep. Yep. Tenth minute, United win the ball back in a good position down the left-hand side. Illiman and Jaye slips a ball for Brewster, who takes a wild shot. Like, I think he was maybe 10 yards from net, and it goes high and to the left. Fourteenth minute, Gooch with a very good ball in from the right-hand side from a Sunderland perspective, and Stewart's attempt to slide the ball, like he did like almost like a slide tackle, like trying to get the ball, but it's picked up by West there. 19th minute, United with some good possession as the ball is worked to Njaye at the top of the box. He passes to an oncoming Norwood who fires it, and it was blocked out. Same 19th minute, Ross Stewart had a shot from outside the box that just narrowly missed to the left of Wes's goal, but uh, I think Wes probably did have that covered. He made a good diving attempt there, but at the end, it was a goal kick. And then there was um, a really good ping, I think, that Norwood put in, and I'm not sure which minute it, it was in, for Balduck, and he was fouled, you know, basically in on the keeper, and nothing was given, no, no foul, because... I think if the foul had been given, that's an automatic red card per the law. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the ball was played in to Baldock, which is weird because he was in a really far advanced position. Yeah. And I thought he was offsides when the play started. but And then he went down, and I was like, oh, okay, he's just trying to get a call. And then when he watched it back, there's clear contact. The defender just comes in and, and clips his heels as he runs by. But I think the the head referee – he thought that Baldock was probably just trying to, you know, go down and, and get a foul and get a red card. But if you watch it back, yeah, it's a red card. Yeah, he was clipped for sure. Mm-hmm. 30th minute, Lowe puts a pass over to a wide open Brewster who takes a shot from around the top of the box, mm-hmm. but it's straight at Sunderland keeper Patterson who makes a relatively easy save. And then the key moment, in my humble opinion, in this game – 31st minute, a bad giveaway from Daniel Daniel Neal to James McAtee, and he's in on the keeper. Neal pulls on his shirt. McAtee goes down, and it's an immediate sending off for the Sunderland midfielder. Yep. Yeah, I mean, clear as day. That's a red card, and by this time, they should have been down to nine guys. 
but we're down to 10, so we'll take it. Yep. Yep. From the free kick from the foul that led to the red card, United win a corner on the left-hand side. Norwood puts in a brilliant corner that finds Ahmed Hadzic's head, and it goes into the back of the net. 1-0 to United. Really too easy for Anel. And, I mean, we hope to see more of those throughout the year, don't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was what I've always wanted. I've been clamoring since... Every episode we do this, I say, you know what? Uh, a defender's going to score off of a corner, and sure shit, he does. I mean, it was a good goal. He was unmarked. Like, he had acres of space. So he just set his head and just buried it home. I mean, I, congrats to him. I'm glad he got his first goal at home. Bramall Lane, place going absolutely bonkers. We got all the momentum, and let's go. Yeah, and you really love to see he was all smiles like the rest of the game. Every time the camera was on him, he just had a big, goofy smile on his face. So, you know, you love to see it. 36 minute, almost immediately following the goal, Ahmed Hadzic puts in what looks like a cross, but it ends up testing the keeper, and he has to poke it over the top of the bar. And then off of the corner that resulted from that, RND gets ahead to it, but it misses to the right. And then not much else happened except right before the death of the first half, Max Lowe put in a great cross for Illiman and Jaye, who smashes a shot that is blocked. It falls to McAtee, who tries a shot, and that's blocked as well. And that is halftime. And what was your first, imp- like your initial impression of that first half, Chad? I mean, Sunderland started the better of the two sides. And I thought we were going to give up an early goal, which we didn't. And then we had a couple of chances, and then the red card changed everything, and we were kind of in control for the last, well, wouldn't that goal, 31st minute? So we were in, in control for, you know, the last 15 minutes of the half. That's how I, That's basically how I would sum it up. Yeah, I obviously after the red card, I thought we were really strong, um, especially our more forward-playing midfielders. I thought Berge was pretty strong on the ball. Ahmed Hadzic just getting forward. You cannot underestimate Ahmed Hadzic getting forward. It's really like he's playing that old Chris Wilder style with the overlapping center backs, uh, making those little runs, and you know he did that to start the second half as well. And speaking of which, the second half begins and immediately, you know, we get in with arguably one of the most beautiful goals I've seen us score in the last couple of years. Great build-up play. 47th minute, Ahmed Hadzic gets it to Norwood out on the right-hand side, about 26 yards out. Anel makes that fantastic run. Norwood plays the pass. Initially, that looks like it's going to Berge. He dummies it. Ahmed Hadzic is in. He puts in a clean pass that picks out low, and it's just a stab in. Absolutely brilliant from the blades there. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good bit of uh, play between NL and and Sandy Barge there to dummy it. Then he he takes the ball, crosses it or or slots it over, and it gets slotted home. I mean, easy as you like there. And at that point, I was like, yeah, this this bad boy's over. I don't I don't see us throwing a two goal. Uh, lead away now yeah especially considering that they were down to 10 men yeah what was your overall take on Lowe's game Mm, not not good not good until he got the goal I thought he was 
He was all, I wouldn't say terrible. I just thought he was all right. You, you I see, just, I, I thought I thought he had a much better game this game than he did in the last one against Bora. Like, I I thought he was playing good crosses out from the left hand side. He was making good little runs there. He played decently defensively, and yeah, I mean, he got forward too. He he really got advanced uh, and forward in this game. So you know, I I know a lot of people like to sl- like slag him off or whatever, but this was a much better game from Max Lowe, in my humble he, opinion. I would agree with you. He's improving. And was he playing like a midfield role later in the match? I Did we, we move him inside? Or maybe he was just out of position for a minute? But it looked like I saw Max Lowe was in the midfield position. I think Hecky might have said to, you know, the the like wing backs, like get you can get a little bit more forward considering they're down to 10 men. You yeah. Because that, that's what I saw. But, I mean – yeah, he's he's improved to where he was. I mean, obviously, we all came in with these aspirations of hearing him at Forest last year as being an absolute world beater and this, and he's going to be the greatest player and all this stuff. And then he's kind of like not really lived up to that billing yet. But, I mean, it's still early in the season. Let's see what – because clearly nobody wants him anymore. So he's going to be our player for this year. Let's see what he's got, you know, see where yeah. he ends up at the end of the season. I think when Kieran Clark comes back, it is going to be a two-man race for that left wing back position between Lowe and Reese Norrington Davies. I think maybe Norrington Davies might shade it once you know once Clark does come back. I, we put out a tweet. You know, do you put Bash on the right center back, Egan in the middle, and Ahmed Hodzic in left center back? And a lot of people thought that that was a good you know center back formation there, but it wasn't to be. And, you know, the more I see it now, having Ahmed Hodzic out on that, like, right center back side um, and allowed to overlap, I, I just, I think he's too valuable as a right center back to, you know, try to slot him into maybe an uncomfortable, like, left center back position for him. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that because you don't want, I mean, it clearly, like, is evident from the Watford game. We had players playing out of position there and we didn't do very well at the back, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anel on the front foot again in the 49th minute. He picks out a wide open Badgay at the top center of the box, and he takes a shot that just goes way wide. Just couldn't get a good shot there, Badgay. 52nd minute off of a corner taken by Norwood. Egan gets ahead to it on the right-hand side of the six-yard box and narrowly misses. Chad, you, you said you have a new song for, for Egan. Yeah, I mean, because the dude can't score. He, his square head, he just can't. He just can't do anything. So I came with. I came up with this song in the middle of work, watching this game and watching John Egan miss another one. He's got a square head. He's got a square head. John Egan. He's got a square head. He's got a square head. He's got a. <laughs> it's just and it repeats over and it's like you just. I don't watch, know. Watch him watch him bury one against Blackburn at the he, weekend. It, for his sake, he just needs to because the dude cannot score. I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I, I just don't get why he can't why he can't do it. Yeah, I, I think he'll get a goal this season. He might get a couple. Like, look, Hopefully. we're so we're so tall, we have multiple threats 
in the box now on on corners. I'm sure you've seen we've not taken as many short corners in the last couple of games. So um, I think that means that we're trying some new things considering the height that we have in the box now between Badgay, Egan, and Ahmed Hadzic. We've got, what, three guys there who are over six foot and between Badgay, who's 6'4", and Ahmed Hadzic, who's 6'5". I mean, those are clear targets there. And we absolutely proved that you know, Ahmed Hadzic is a great target man in the box for a header. Yeah. Should we do it now? Should we see who scores first, Egan or McBurney? <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that'd be a well, t- that might go down to the last day of the last game of the season. If you oh. ask me, if you ask me, I think it's going to be McBurney. I, he yeah. was very close today on a couple of occasions. We'll get to that in a couple minutes, but. Yeah, I, I think McBurney is probably going to score in the next few games if he gets some good minutes. I'd like to see it. I'd love to see it. We come now to the Sunderland goal, 55th minute. Really, really poor passing from Egan, who tries to play it to McAtee, but Gooch intercepts it. He dinks Fodderingham, and he gets a goal. It's a well, really well-taken goal from Gooch, and yeah, just poor passing there, and absent that mistake, you know, we get a clean sheet, but... What can you do? Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. I, I just wanted a clean sheet. And, you know, because it's been since Millwall that we have I haven't had a clean sheet. But I mean it's it just seemed to be just it was just a cheap goal. And they deserve it for the amount of fight they've put in for the ninety minutes. You know, they deserved a goal, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After the goal, Sunderland started asking a few more questions of our defense, put in some good crosses, but they were dealt with by United. Sander, Sander Berge hit the post on a shot that was initially deflected and, yeah, like a foot to the right, and that is a interesting wasn't-to-be. He, he kind of had a game where I don't know if he was very influential, he gave the ball away a couple of times in dangerous areas too. And then there was like moments where he would be in the attacking box. He helped on that, the second goal. And so I don't know, he was just kind of okay. And I, I don't know if he's trying to take advantage of our games that are on TV to, you know, get his way out the door, but it's almost like he was trying to just do too much. If that makes sense. Sometimes. I didn't think he had a bad game, Berge. I thought he was really, really strong in the attacking third. And, I mean, that that dummy that he played for Ahmed Hadzic, I mean, brilliant. Brilliant yeah. from Berge. Almost as good as an assist there. Yeah, yeah. 66th minute, Luke O'Neill put in a really rash tackle on James McAtee. Studs right on the back of the leg there. Got a yellow for it, but for me, that is a straight red. He didn't even attempt to get the ball, and he got all of the man. And by the letter of the law, that's a red card. Just my humble opinion there. Yeah. I think the uh, the ref didn't want to dole out another one, but yeah, I mean, that could have been three guys that would have had sent off. Definitely. They would have been down to eight. Yep. Yep. 66th minute, we put on Kadra for Brewster and Fleck for McAtee. And Chad, what were your thoughts on McAtee's first start for the Blades in the league? I think it was good. Definitely going to be a good player. Definitely. He put on some good moves and turns and passes. And, yeah, he, he looked 
in my opinion, he looked really good. I was like, wow. I think I texted you and said this kid's going to be good in this in this this division this year. You did, you did. Do you think he starts on Saturday against Blackbird Rovers? I probably I probably say he does because we we subbed Fleck into the game too, didn't we? Yeah, Fleck came on for McAtee. Oh, he did. oh yeah, okay. That's I misread the substitutions here. I got them all mixed up. Yeah, I think we roll with McAtee. Because I didn't really notice Fleck in the game when he can't got in the game. McAtee was more open and more open to the passing, and he had it almost looked like he had more vision, you know. Fleck did put in a good pass for McBurney, and McBurney had a shot that was that was weak. We'll get to that in, in a couple minutes, but yeah, I thought Fleck was involved in the game, not you know as involved as McAtee was, but he was certainly influential. Yeah, obviously getting the red card, you know, poking the ball away. And you know, kind of picking up the the foul that uh, that led to the red card. So you know, fair play to him. Um, but for me, yeah, I think he starts against Rovers on Saturday. Yeah, sixty ninth minute, nice. Nor- <laughs> Norwood puts in a good cross for Bedgay, who took a shot that was blocked. Seventy first minute, Bedgay put in a pass for Ahmed Hadzic, who had a go from outside the box, and that was blocked again. 74th minute, McBurney came in for Njaye, and I texted you, oh no, here we go again. But he had an immediate impact as Kadra passed to Norwood on the edge of the box. Norwood got it to Fleck, who put it in for an open McBurney, who struck the ball right at the keeper, Patterson, who saved it easily. But um, yeah, like really good, just kind of working the ball around the horn there um, and getting the ball in for McBurney. But the the just the the shot selection wasn't great. Yeah, of course, as we've known, as we like come to know from McBurney, his uh, shot selection is not the best, and he he did his his patented back the defender in as the ball is coming from a goal kick, and just let it kind of just drop and try to chest it down and run off of it, and it never works. He does that every single time, and I laugh when he does it because I was like, dude, it's not gonna work. Everybody well, he, knows what you're going to do. He did win the ball a couple of times, you know, on a long kick from from Wes, like off of a goal kick or whatever. But y- yeah, I, I think he did the little things. I, you know, he did the little things to help kill off the game. Someone on Twitter called it a shithouse masterclass from him. Yep. Uh, okay. I'll, and, I'll be down for that. And I, I'm inclined to agree. I, I didn't think he had a, a bad, what, 15 minutes plus the seven, you know? Yeah. 84th minute, Sander Bedgay set up Norwood beautifully, who took a, a like a great shot from outside the box, um, and it took an even better save from Patterson to keep Sunderland in the game, and it went out for a corner. I mean, Norwood struck that with venom. Had that been a goal, I'm pretty sure you would have called that a piss missile, right, Chad? Yeah, that had the looks of it to be a piss missile, but, I mean, you got to give it to uh... – Sunland's goalkeeper too, Patterson. I mean, he he saved their ass down the stretch, man. Because every ball we were putting in could have went in. We could have had two or three goals right at the end of the match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. At the 90th minute, we look up and it's seven minutes of stoppage time. I was absolutely convinced that they were going to nick a point in stoppage, but we ended up holding on. Two last chances in the game, 93rd minute, Kadra played in McBurney, and he took a shot that would have crept in short side, 
um, had he scored. But again, another good save from Patterson, and he put it out for a corner. Good to see McBurney building up that confidence. And, you know, I I don't think I expected much from McBurney at the start of the season, but if he can make some good super sub appearances for us, maybe he gets a start at some point. And yeah. to me, he looked the best of our strikers today. Yeah, because Brewster... Our out strikers. I didn't yeah. think Brewster had an amazing game. No, Brewster really didn't do much yeah. up front. I mean, you can tell that our team is based solely on the midfield, and we're going to work it through the midfield, and we're going to probably make our midfielders make the chances, take the chances, and if the, the center forward strikers get a chance, then so be it. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, McBurney was better than Brewster, and he only played 15 minutes. Yep. Same 93rd minute, Norwood put in a corner, and Egan got ahead to it. This time it is on target, but yet another good save by Patterson, the Sunderland keeper. It fell to Kadra. He took a shot that was blocked, and that pretty much was it. Full-time whistle blows. Three points. Good win for Sheffield United. And, you know, we're going to take that, you know, that energy into the weekend. And we have another big game coming up this weekend against top of the league, Blackburn. We'll get to that in a moment. First, I want to ask you, Chad, who is your man of the match? And I think I know who you're going to say. It's got to be an L. I mean, two for two at home. He was the man of the match against Millwall when I was there. And, yeah, tonight, masterclass performance. I mean, he did a little bit of everything. goal and assist and defended pretty well at the back yeah daily double right there yeah and i i want to ask you because we both said anel ahmed hadzic and it's so obvious that he was the man of the match in this one who was your like secondary man of the match or alternative man of the match to use Mm. the the blades pod moniker um i would have to i thought baldock had a pretty good game yeah, I I think good he shot. had a pretty good game. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Georgie Bulldog. For me, yeah, I think Balduck is a good shout. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with Balduck also. I I think he I thought he had a really really serviceable game. Yeah, and I mean I liked him playing center forward because he almost drew probably should have been another <laughs> the first red card of the game. I mean he was playing so advanced. I mean shit. Yep. Yep. Well, let's move on to our game this coming weekend. It is this Saturday, and it is against top of the league, Blackburn Rovers. And oof, they had themselves a bit of a shocker today. Uh, They were playing Reading, and they lost 3-0 to Reading at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. What were your takes on, on that game, Chad? Um... I think it was a little bit more of Blackburn coming back down to earth and um, Redding kind of being, being like, we're okay and we're going to have glimpses like this, but it's just kind of like a flash in the pan. I think it was a game where, you know, the the table had lied. If you go by expected goals, Blackburn were top of the table, but worse than expected goals in Norwich or, or bottom of the table and had the most XG per game. So I think this is – we were kind of being lied to in the table, 
And I don't think this side is going to be as good as we, you know, it, they've started. So I think we're going to be able to probably go and get a result out of this game. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I made the mistake earlier of saying that this game is away from home. No, this game is at Bramall Lane, and it is that 3 p.m. BST start. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the heavy hitters for Rovers. Ben Brereton Diaz always has a goal in him, it seems. He's got two goals in three matches at this point. Lewis Travis, two goals in three matches. Sam Gallagher has a goal. Um, and then, you know, as far as their playmakers are concerned, we really need to look out for Ryan Hedges, who has had three assists already in this young season. So who who in what's your take on on Ryan Hedges, Chad? I mean, he works the ball well, but I mean, we can't we can't sleep on on Brand Brereton Diaz or Bray Bray Day or whatever they call him. Obviously, he is linked to a couple clubs away from Eward Park, so I don't know if he's going to want to. Obviously, he's going to want to play in this game to get. You know, like you said, he's got he's on two goals in this season. He's gonna wanna impress these teams that wanna come and, you know, poach him so he can play at a higher level. So I mean, he's the guy that I'm worried about because I don't think we he wasn't healthy when we faced him in the return fixture last year at at Bramall Lane. So this could be a different team, but I just don't I just don't see it in Blackburn. I just don't they don't they lack they're all smoke, no fire. I, I don't I don't see this team being a very good team. Well, they line up 4-2-3-1 typically, kind of a modified version of how we line up a little bit, but they play four at the back and with uh Pickering and Britain on the wings, and then Ayala and Phillips lined up as the center backs, Buckley and Travis in th- that kind of holding midfield, Brereton Diaz. I'm going to butcher this. Smodics. Smodics. Yeah. Smodics and Dolan kind of in that attacking midfield. And then they got Jack Vale as the lone striker up top. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how we line up on Saturday. And with that being said, Chad, how do you see Sheffield United lining up? I think we, we go with Wes, NL, Egan. Mm, depending on the health situation, I mean, I honestly, I think, I, I think the side we rolled out today is probably the side we we roll out Saturday against Blackburn. Honestly, I won't go and name everybody, but ev- everybody in this side probably starts again. You know, I wouldn't change anybody. Maybe McBurney for Brewster. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe you put in McBurney. Yeah, that'd be the only that'd be the only place I'd probably change right now. Honestly, because the thing is, is like we're not getting a ton of goals from our strikers anyway right now. So, I mean, why not give McBurney a run out, see if we can build his confidence up a little bit. And, you know, the the lane will be rocking, hopefully. And uh, we'll hear the song McBurney scores. We're on the pitch. I, that was so yeah. funny today. Yep. And yep. hope hopefully we do see uh, our supporters running out on the on the pitch. Actually, I, I say that in jest. If you're yes. going to the game, don't run on the pitch if McBurney scores. Yeah, but, we don't want want any fines or anything for right. too many yeah, supporters, or we have to play games without supporters. 
or God forbid points deductions. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So what about a score prediction from you there, Chad? I think it's going to be, oh, I dare I say the word comfortable win, 2-0. Two, 2-0, two nil. Two nil. I think we get another one from Sandy Barge. And McAtee finds his way on the score sheet. Ooh, I like that. I think that's a good shout. I, too, am going to say James McAtee. And fuck it. I'll just say McBurney to score. You heard it here first. Put your bets down. It's probably <laughs> 2,000 to 1. Good payout there on McBurney to score. So, yeah, mark it. Mark it. Well, I think that is just about all the time that we have for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. If you haven't done so already, please give us a follow on social media. You can follow us at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. Additionally, Chad and I are going to be doing the live stream, the watch along this Saturday on the Chef United Way Thanks, as always, to Nick and Hal for allowing us to do it. So please tune in starting at 2.30 BST. And, you know, we'll talk about the team news before the game starts, give our thoughts and our takes um, on the game to come. And we hope to see you there. We've had a pretty good showing so far this season. Make sure to interact with us, comment. We definitely show those comments uh, up on the screen. And it would be great to have you. And Chad, where can the people follow you on social media? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at cjarvis underscore 13. And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at sunpuck on Instagram and at nestman930 on Twitter. So until this Saturday when we play Blackburn Rovers at Bramall Lane, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Mm-hmm.